Hello and welcome to The Independent Minds, a series of conversations between Abecida and the people who think outside the box about how work works, with the aim of creating better workplace experiences for everyone. I'm your host, Michael Millward, the Managing Director of Abecida. Today, I am joined by John Leclachlan, who is a founder of Mundkey Puzzle Training and a co-author of Real Leaders, a practical guide to the essential qualities of effective leadership. Hello, John. Hi, Michael. Please, could we start by you telling us a bit about the work that you do? We do a lot of leadership training and development, mostly kind of human being stuff. How do you how do you work with other human beings and how do you get the best out of them and yourself? So all our training is based on that. Um, and beyond that, we do a lot of consulting and leadership consulting strategy work with um, senior leaders and boards of organisations to help them work together. Because um, if the senior people can work together, it can really create a, a, a strong uh, organisational trust and throughout the organisation if they can see that the senior people can uh, play nice in the sandpit as I like to say it and um, so we help them with that and then develop training for their their senior leaders below them the idea being that everybody kind of plays to the full potential It all starts at the top eh? It kind of does and it starts at the top and that's where if they're fighting together then they're not going to create the clarity and trust further down the organisation but if they can have uh, clear and open and honest conversations and, and work together, then that sets the tone for the rest of the organisation. Sounds very interesting because it links in, I suppose, with the name Monkey Puzzle. When I saw the name, I thought about the Monkey Puzzle trees, which are um, trees that are org- their branches are organised in a completely different way to other trees. They are. Um, they are beautiful. And that's partly why the... the, the company was called that it was Karen's and um, was my co-founder she uh, her gran loved monkey puzzle trees mm-hmm. so it's a bit of a nod to her yep. as well as the fact that we're all a puzzle as human beings and it's cracking that puzzle I suppose which then it opens the door to the difference between a great leader and someone who's leading and that leads us into this this book that you've co-authored uh, which is called So Real Leaders, A Practical Guide to the Essential Qualities of Effective Leadership. And if you want more information about this this, uh, book, then there is a link in the description. But tell us, like, what led you to writing a book? I'm sure many people, we read a lot of books and there's a lot of leadership books out there. You just have to Google it to see how many there are. But what we felt was, and certainly in the work we do with people, is we're working with human beings um, we're not working with um, the artificial, if you like, robots. You know, we're not working with people who are exceptional, different, exceptionally different to any of the rest of us. They just happen, happen to be in a leadership position. And yet a lot of the books we read on leadership and the things that I've talked about is you've got to do things in a certain way and you've got to be a certain person. And it's, you know, perhaps, you know, it's um, nature rather than nurture and, and we're born with it, and we thought, this isn't true, it's not what we see. So we wanted to give people literally a practical guide that says, look, you are a leader, you can be a leader. Um, and one of the key things about it is, um, first and foremost for us, is is to be yourself. Yes. 
um, and certainly the people we work with, that's the key thing about it for us. And then just be yourself. Yes, with a bit of polish and get some skills, but ultimately the best way to lead is to be yourself. And the book explains how to bring that real, authentic self to the leadership. It does, and it talks mostly about that and how to do it in certain, you know, with certain different traits. And one of the key things about it, one of the key overarching principles around the book is, is something that well, we started talking about for years ago um, called emotional regulation, which many people talk about now. And it's this idea of can you be not, not unemotional, but can you behave appropriately to the situation that's happening? So the more emotionally regulated you are, the more you're likely to behave as yourself in a consistent way that really helps people understand who you are and what you stand for. So the overall wrapper around this, if you like, is is uh, being emotionally regulated. And to do that, you need to understand yourself. For a lot of people, the phrase emotionally regulated might be something that they've not heard before. For me, it means that someone who isn't emotionally regulated, isn't in control of their emotions. When a crisis hits, they might lose their temper. But someone who is emotionally regulated would make sure that, or would be able to demonstrate to other people that they were not happy, but they did not get to that emotional stage where they that mist has dropped and they have uh, lost their temper so that it's a, it's not possible to have a logical, sensible adult conversation with someone who has reached that point. But if you're emotionally regulated, then you are able to demonstrate your unhappiness uh, with a situation without it getting to the point where your emotions have taken control of your behaviour. I think that's a really good uh, way of describing it, Michael. And it is that... Because once once we're in that red mist or wherever, we've really stopped thinking too much. Yeah. <laughs> so um, we're not going to be the best version of ourselves. But it's as I say, and as you indicated there, it is you can still express frustration, irritation, you can uh, disappointment, whatever it might be. Um, but it's done in a way that's actually useful to what you're trying to achieve. Yeah. Well, it avoids people feeling scared. Because once people are scared, they're in a different behaviour as well, and they won't be the best, the best selves. Um, and the other, the, but the other side of it as well is um, also expressing fun, joy, excitement, laughter. Um, you know, I think it's, you know, I think um, somebody once said to me, "Life's far too important to be taken seriously," and I really quite quite like that as a phrase. And I think leaders also have to be that as well. That, they need to be human, so if they're, they're excited about something or find something funny, then they should laugh. Yes, yes, but not too much. I'll tell you a joke in a minute if you like, <laughs> but hey. Now, in the book, Real Leaders, A Practical Guide to the Essential Qualities of Effective Leadership, you describe three essential leadership traits. So can we share what those three essential leadership traits are? Well, they are they're under the bucket of trustworthiness, if you like, the kind of overall uh, overarching one, but their honesty, consistency, and integrity. They're you know, the key traits under to become trustworthy. One of the things that you say in the book is that these traits cannot be faked. So you either have it or you don't have it. But you also say in the book 
that you can learn how to be how to demonstrate them genuinely so i'm wondering like out of the three which one would you say is the most important hmm. i think everybody will have their own opinion on this um and integrity certainly is a is a strong contender for that but i think one of the things about leadership is being consistent one of the key things is when, when as a leader people need to understand how you're likely to behave what you'll need to make decisions how you're going to respond to certain things um, and to be able to do that you need to be consistent and therefore i think is one of the key things for leaders is can you show up consistently so that people can work that out and for you uh, and understand you know how they can work with you most effectively yeah. and that comes back a little to emotional regulation it does listening to you there i'm thinking yes i've been involved as you have in delivering lots of management and leadership type training events but consistency is not necessarily something that you can teach somebody through uh, you know training courses or e-learning or, or whatever it is it's either it sounds much more like a decision that somebody makes to be consistent and then it's well how do i demonstrate my consistency how do i well what does the word mean in the context of leadership i think it's you think about it in terms of the ability to be predictable for others um, and again, I come back to the fact that it's understanding yourself and your own values and beliefs and what's important to you. So the more you can be consistent, people can predict it and you can you can be consistent throughout your leadership life, if you like, um, that you're, you will treat people in this way, you won't treat people that way, um, that, um, that if you say you're going to do something, you'll do it. Um, and people know you'll do it. And that, that consistency, the trustworthy, the reason it's so important is then people can feel safe. And when people can feel safe, they're more likely to engage with you, be more creative, bring ideas, um, not hide problems, um, and really challenge in a, in a positive way that can only improve the, the overall organisation. So it brings everybody up and allows them to be the best version of themselves and use their, their great skills. I am recalling various different experiences I've had in my rather long career. And yes, you are right. If, as an HR person, I had to go to a director or a managing director and so like, say that there is this problem, this issue that needs to be resolved, I could understand the different responses I would get from the different ways in which I explained that issue. And knowing that about that leader and the, the way in which they viewed issues actually made my job easier, which then took me on to the other things that you were saying. It's like, yeah, you feel safer, you feel more secure, you can be more imaginative. You, when you've got somebody who's consistent, if somebody says, for example, oh, I need people to, give, to bring ideas to the table, they say it once. Uh, you still need to be convinced that actually they mean it. It's like when they say it tw yep. twice, when they say it three times, it's then, yes, okay, yeah, for sure. this, this person really does want ideas. I was talking to a marketing person 
a, a few weeks ago who was explaining to me about how a person, before they buy into a product range or a supplier or you know a brand, they need to have seen or been exposed to that brand and the brand message six times, right? That's pre-internet measurements. During the internet, now that we have so much information, a consumer needs to be exposed to a brand 200 times. They need to see the name, see the products that this, and the services that the brand is associated with before they start to build confidence in that brand. And I suppose when I then listen to what you've said and or connect the two pieces of information, as someone who's a leader, I'd start to think, well, actually, the consistency and understanding how people connect with messages, which is what a brand is, means that it's not good enough for me to just to communicate something once or twice. I have got to be consistent and I've got to be constant as well and reinforce the messages that I want people to be seeing and hearing about me as their leader every day, every time I interact with them. That's what I need to be saying to them. I need to be connecting them to that personal brand of leadership that I want them to see in me. Absolutely. Um, I often say to senior leaders that are coaches that you need to you need to consistently say your message till almost to the point where you're fed up saying it. And that's probably when it's going to get through because people need to um, really experience it and hear it repeatedly, you know, to your marketing person's kind of comments as well. That is true in leadership. And I think the other thing is it's not, it's, it's not only in the communication of that, if you take the example of bringing ideas, it's also in the behaviour when the person brings the ideas. So you've got to behave that as well. So if someone brings ideas, then you've got to listen to them. And then they will know that actually not only do they say that you should bring ideas, but they genuinely listen to them. Yes. So it's it's more than just communication. It's the behaviour you have around the communication that really reinforces that. Yeah, so being aware, I suppose, that the communication is not just the words, it's the body language. It's the way in which you sit when you're listening to someone. I had a manager once who would, uh, I'd go in, be talking to him, and he'd be working on his computer, and I'm going like, are you listening to me? He said, yes, I'm listening to you, but you're not focusing on me, are you? Right? And sometimes you need your leader to focus on what you're saying because that demonstrates that they're interested, that they're taking it seriously, that they're then able to do all the other things. That Very often we want our leaders to do the things that we cannot do. We want them to take something to the big table, the top table, we can't go there. They can go there. They take it to the next level. So we want them to be, yes. to know as much about it as we do, so to speak, so they can properly represent us. You do that partly by showing the interest and asking the questions. Yeah. Uh, and to your example, not sitting on a, a laptop typing away, because otherwise you, the, the person will lose um, confidence for a start um, and they will will then end up not saying all that they want to say and you won't hear all that you need to hear to properly pass on that idea or message. So, yeah, absolutely. One of the things that happens with leaders is everybody knows the great leaders. I think people can 
recite all sorts of different names, but I'm wondering, like, have, is there someone in the public eye that you would say is a good example who demonstrates that they have got this, these three traits and this consistency and trustworthiness? Who would you suggest is a, is a good example? I think that's always a tricky one. People ask me this all the time, and, and sometimes I, I hesitate to give examples simply because everybody has a view of people in different ways. Um, based on their own values and beliefs. Um, I think there are, you know, certainly for me, there are, you know, uh, whatever your politics are, some of the Barack Obama, you know, feels to me like someone who is, is certainly emotionally regulated, reasonably consistent in, in how he goes, um, whether you like his message or not. I think one of the things that Barack Obama once said was that leadership is about having a vision and communicating that vision. And I think that's always stuck with me is like, yeah, have the vision and then communicate that vision. And if I link that with the things that you're saying, it's like communicating it in a consistent, constant way so that people understand it and have the opportunity to ask questions about the vision so that they can buy into it. It's not something that is done to them. It's something that is done for them and with them. Absolutely. And that, that links again with that the other traits of honesty and integrity um being honest and and you know talking about you know i think he's he's often been criticized for showing his emotions at the times of national challenge or whatever but he's he's showing his honesty in there you know and the, the person that he is often when people do that that um they can be you know attacked for it which is i think unfortunate not trying to make it sound like it's that leadership is easy or the things that they're talking about are easy. Um, I think sometimes, you know, that's what I like about, you know, honest leaders. They, they're not trying to pretend it's all it's all great or they have all the ideas or all the answers. You know, they're, they're much more honest about the complexity of things and the, the difficulty of it and um, how you can, you can do, you, you're doing your best. Yeah, what you've just said there reminds me, although I wasn't around at the time, but it reminds me of some of the speeches that Winston Churchill made during the Second World War, the speech that Queen Elizabeth II made at the height of the uh, COVID pandemic and the, and the lockdowns. And the, you know, it's tough times, but the thing that you remember from that speech is that we will meet again. You know, she provided you know, the reality of this is a, a tough time, but it will, you know, we will meet again. You bring the reality, the honesty, but there is a, a vision that needs to be communicated as well. And Winston Churchill was doing the same sort of thing in the Second World War of, yeah, times are tough, but you know, we will fight them on the beaches. We will not give up, but times are tough. It, it's going to get bad. Very, It's very interesting listening to you explore this area. You mentioned honesty and integrity. And what is the difference between honesty and integrity? Well, honesty really is about, um, to, to some of what you've already said there, Michael, is, is um, being clear about how you see something. Um, being, you know, again, not pretending you have all the answers, but being honest about how you see a particular situation um, so that people can... Um, evaluate you on that because that's ultimately what you're doing i mean people can feel and sense when somebody is spinning a line that they either think they should say or hope you will believe whereas someone who's speaking 
you know, if you like, their honesty and how they see the world. You may not agree with them, that's okay. But you believe that they believe it. And that's key. And and we're all, I think we're all pretty good at, you know, knowing when someone's telling us something that, you know, they don't quite believe or um, we can feel it even if we don't know what, what it is. But someone who's being honest is not, it's not just dumping their opinions on other people and this idea that I'm just telling you how it is. Um, the key in that is I'm telling you how it is for me. Um, and as long as you believe it, as long as you're saying what you believe, that's what honesty is, yeah. in, my, in my opinion. The book that you've written, Real Leaders, um, A Practical Guide to the Essential Qualities of Effective Leadership, the, the practical guide part is a practical guide to the emotional side of leadership not necessarily a practical guide to this is a process it's not a process it's a it's about looking inwards and understanding yourself before you can actually then start and think about how am i going to manage this person or that person or lead this person that person it's a very much a, an inward looking understanding yourself type of approach that you, you're writing about you can't connect people, in my opinion, anyway, genuinely, if you can't actually understand yourself and understand where your behaviours create a certain response in people that may not be useful, where some of your habits are not as um, helpful as they could be, where you where you know your own limitations are. Um, and it very much is, and the work we do with all our clients is in, is in helping them to understand themselves first. Because then... Partly they can be clearer on, on how they're communicating and, and, and the responses they're getting from others, but it also makes it easier for them to interact with other human beings because they, they understand what they're trying to achieve. And they also, by doing that, give other people permission to be themselves. Um, and, and that's the bit that certainly is partly why I wrote the book in the first place is I don't want you to be some caricature of leadership and I don't want, um, if you like, your team or your employees to be caricatures of what an employee should be. I want you to be real people bringing your, your great skills. You know, so if organisations are just a group of people coming together, then it's in those relationships, it's in that interaction that you get the power, not in one person telling another person necessarily what to do. Um, you employ, you know, most organisations employ very clever people to do things for them and they should let them do them. Yeah, I think as the world of work is changing and the role of leaders and in, and the led, the employees, um, will also change. We have to look much more at people being able to bring themselves to work, the whole self to work. And a key part of that is being able to witness that the leaders have brought them full self to work and have all of these traits the consistency the honesty the integrity the trustworthiness it's all built into creating i think a different model of what work should be in the 21st century john it's been really interesting thank you very much i really appreciate the opportunity to find out a little bit more about you the work that you do and of course your book real leaders a practical guide to the essential qualities of effective leadership Thank you very much. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. And thank you to you for listening to The Independent Minds. I am Michael Millward, the Managing Director of Abbasida, 
and I have been having a conversation with the independent mind, John McLachlan, who is the co-author of Real Leaders, A Practical Guide to the Essential Qualities of Effective Leadership. You can find out more about both of us at abbasida.co.uk. There is a link in the description below, alongside a link to more information about the book. If you've liked this edition of The Independent Minds, please give it a like, and to make sure you don't miss out on future editions, please subscribe. Remember, the aim of all the podcasts produced by Abbasida is not to tell you what to think, but we hope to make you think. Thank you.